how great it is that our God would choose us to know Him, to walk with Him, and to be in this life light to a dark world. Uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 this morning. We continue to think uh, of a new year and a new perspective as this morning we look at this, this fact that you are light in the dark. I read this week an article out of Relevant Magazine that said 87% of millennials that leave the church said they do so because Christianity has become too judgmental. 87% say that it, Christianity has become too judgmental. Now, we see many things going on in our society today, and, and at times those things sadden us, and sometimes they infuriate us, and sometimes it's just absolutely disturbing what we see around us. Uh, we, um, there's just this open rebellion, this, this sinful mentality uh, that, that we see, and you know, I don't have to name things because uh, we can all come up with a list of things that we recognize. But what we have to recognize, uh, an old perspective for us today is this, that we are, uh, we, we're to stake our claim, we're to make our stand, we're to let everybody know exactly where we stand on certain issues, and it does not matter who we hurt or who we condemn along the way. That, that's an old perspective. Many of us have grown up with that mentality. Whoever shouts the loudest or screams the loudest will have the biggest platform and will reach the most people. But I think if, as we look at this passage today, we're, we've got to understand a new perspective on the way we live. Now, it's not a new perspective because it's exactly what Jesus did. It's exactly how Jesus confronted the darkness when He demonstrated light and life and love those around us. So maybe, maybe our perspective is, is not that we should pounce on those that disagree with us, or that we should shout louder than those that live a different lifestyle than us, but maybe we should begin demonstrating light in their lives. Demonstrating the light and love of Christ through us to them. What if? Instead of cursing the darkness, we let our little lights shine. Oh, we're good at cursing the darkness. Some of us are better than others. We're good at cursing the darkness. What if, rather than offering a pharisaical condemnation, we began to we began to offer the Christ-like love? Now, what do you mean by that? What does that look like? How can we do that? What if Instead of uh, shouting down those who disagree with us, we begin by listening. I'm not saying agree with them. I'm not saying back down on what you believe, what Scripture teaches. But what if we begin with listening? Because a world that is searching, that has legitimate, serious questions, they don't need somebody to shove it in their face that they're wrong. They need somebody that will listen and share the gospel in love. Well, okay, where are you going with this? I'm telling you this morning that as followers of Christ, rather than cursing the darkness, you and I need to begin to offer the darkness light. 
We need to offer light like Jesus. Let's read Matthew 5, verse 14. Scripture says this, You are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world. I told you last week, as we, we talked about you are the salt of the earth, that our beginning point is that we must assume our present responsibility as light of the world. You have to recognize that the word are there, again, is present tense. That is, that when you came to faith in Christ, when you were born again in Jesus, if you are, you became what He teaches His disciples here. In His plan, in His purpose, you are currently to be the light of the world. You are the light of the world. That is, that, that's not optional. I told you this last week, it's not optional. Uh, if, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then He is the boss of your life. And the boss has this plan that the ultimate fulfillment for you, the ultimate purpose is that you show the light of Christ in this world. There are no excuses. There are no excuses. If you're in Christ, He has made you so. The light of the world. So how are we the light of the world? I, I, we have to understand something. We are the light of the world because Christ is in us. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That means that Jesus is the source of light in our lives. And as the source, he, uh, he shows the way to lead people out of darkness and into the way of life. So if we are the light of the world, we have to understand this perspective. As the light of the world, our lives, listen, our lives are an extension of the ministry of Jesus to this world. You understand that? Our lives are an extension of the ministry of Jesus in this world. That is, there is no light in and of ourselves. That we are never the source of light. We are merely reflectors. Some of you may have saw, seen on Facebook this week, I posted a song uh, from the Paul Coleman Trio years ago. They sang a song, The Sun, Moon, and Stars. My favorite line. It's one of my favorite songs that they sang. I know most of you are going, never heard of them. But uh, the, my favorite line is this. I don't want to be the moon. I don't want to be, I want to be the moon because it reflects the sun. I don't want to be the stars that shine on everyone. You understand when we look at the moon shining brightly at night, it's not the light of the moon we see. It's the light of the sun reflecting on the moon. And in just the same way, if, if we understand what Jesus said, you are the light of the world, we're not talking about us creating light. We're talking about reflecting that light that Jesus shines in and through us. That's what He called us to be. Now, let me just give you an example. That's a light. I do this to Cole because occasionally there's a little red laser light that comes out of that booth and shines on me. 
We're not called to be the light. Oh, I'm sorry, Toby. We're not called to be the source of light. We're to be the reflection of it. There you go. We're to be the reflection of it. And if we think, we've got to get this in our minds. This is not us. We're never the source. Jesus is. We reflect the light for the world to see Him in us. You are the light of the world. I'll put this away before y'all start pulling out your shades. You're the light of the world. I'm to be the light of the world. Reflection of Christ in me. Christ in you. But notice what he says here. You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. He's very clear in saying that as the light of the world, we dare not hide ourselves. Do you understand that? He does not save us in order that we can go hide in our Christian shroud or in our holy huddle. No, don't you dare hide when you, when you look at this, you, you recognize you're either a child of God or you are not. You are, uh, there, there's no such thing as a closet Christian, so therefore, we cannot go into our, our closets and hide. We are to shine the light. Jesus warned about that in Matthew 10. He said, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven, but whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. It's a warning. It's a warning that says if we are in, if we are truly in Christ, then we will acknowledge Him. We will shine Him. We will allow Him to shine in us as we walk with Him in our lives. Now, if we're not in Christ, if, if you've got an issue with people knowing you're a follower of Christ, or you don't want people to think, well, I'm, you know, I don't want people to know, think I'm a holy roller. I don't want people to think I'm a fanatic. Are you hiding the Christ who you say lives in you? Or do you know Him at all? So he gives these examples here. He says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. A city up on a hill at night with light shining. Now, we're not, I know we're not talking about street lights and you know, uh, all over the city of Jerusalem, but, but when, when, he, when he gives this example, a city on a hill... Whatever that light is, on that hill becomes a beacon of hope to the weary traveler. It's a light that guides the way to, to a place of rest. And so the city on the hill, Jesus said, the city on the hill cannot be hidden. That light on the city, it represents life there and, and people there. So he says it can't be hidden. The only way that city is hidden is, is if nothing's going on there. When I went to Ethiopia in 2010-2011, one of our one of the portions of our trip was uh, we drove from one city to the to, to another city, and it, it was a long drive. I, it was probably the longest drive of my life uh, until I went to Peru. <laughs> that was the longest drive. But as we we left a few hours before daylight, and we arrived at our location a few a few hours after the sun had gone down. But I'll never forget, as we drove out of that city in the wee hours of the morning, along the landscape, there were fires burning. There were outdoor ovens where people were up cooking their injera, their bread, or cooking the, their coffee. 
And, and, and the, the, we, they were long in the distance. And you'd see a little light out there. And, 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 and just down the way, you'd see a place where there were more than one, where it looked like a little community where the fires were glowing. Because a city set on a hill, when there's life there, cannot be hidden. And that, that light represents life. It represents something going on. And so, so here Jesus said to them, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. If you're in Christ, if you're walking with Him, you will not be hidden. The second illustration He gives is this. The lamp in the house. The lamp in the house. He said, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Here, here's this, this picture at night. They would light a lamp, and wherever they needed light. Now, they didn't live in the, the, the houses like we live in. They were very simple homes. But they would light a lamp, and they would place it on a stand to give light to all the house. So it, it makes no sense that someone would light a lamp and then cover it with a basket. Okay, that's kind of like my brother. When my brother was a kid, he decided he wanted to change the color in his room. And so he took a sock and put it on the light bulb. Mom and Dad found out when it started smoking. Okay? It's kind of silly. My brother, so I'll say it was kind of dumb. That's okay. Anyway, you don't do that. It becomes a hazard, but more than anything, it nullifies the purpose of the lamp. What the, what the darkness tries uh, to, to deny, light illuminates. What the darkness disables, light enables. And so when we see this picture that, that, that the lamp is shining in the, in the house, that is so that there's activity, there's interaction there, and the point Jesus is making is this. As a believer in Christ, you cannot hide your faith in Him. If you can hide your faith in Him, perhaps you're not following after Him. You see, there, there's this great purpose He gives here. He says, you know, it, it, the lamp. More do people light a lamp, put it under a basket, but on a stand. Why? To give light. You understand. I told you last week about salt of the earth, that, that it's not about the consumer mentality of consuming everything but we're giving. Notice here, this idea of light of the world is not so we can stay warm, not so we can enjoy light while the darkness around us suffers. It's ultimately so that we can in turn give that light to those who are lost in darkness. Give it away. That, that, look, if you're searching for God's purpose for your life, let's begin right there. A priority purpose for you and me is that we shine the light of Christ to the world around us. Okay? Now, verse 16. Verse 16, he gives this command. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and so that they may glorify your Father in heaven. This is what he says. You know your light of the world, and as light of the world, you cannot be hidden. You should not hide. Don't you dare hide. He says this. Let your light shine before men. Let it shine. Now, here you go, y'all. Y'all ready for this? We don't sing enough kids' songs in our lives. So get your light out. Y'all got the words up there? Because it's been so long, they don't remember. You don't have the words? They're on my notes. Okay, so follow me. 
Wasn't you mad to help me? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Why, why are y'all holding it down? That's what we're not supposed to do. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I won't let Satan put it out. I won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. i got to wash my hands now. I just want to see how many of you would spit on your neighbor. Um, huh. He says, let your light shine. That's a, folks, that's a conscious decision. It's a conscious decision to say, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not going to be ashamed anymore. I'm going to step out there and I'm going to let it shine boldly for Jesus. Maybe this morning we need to begin by letting the light in us come out of us. What if? What if this week you get up in the morning and you go to work, you go to the coffee shop, you go do whatever you do on Monday morning? What if instead of talking about the weather or the playoffs or, uh, or, or your co-workers, what, what if your conversation revolved around Jesus? What have you done in your life? Or what maybe something you learned in Scripture? Or maybe how blessed you've been in following Him, His presence in your life. What if? What if instead of, of getting caught up in the things of this world, your life was distinct as a follower of Christ to be more conscious of Him. When, when opportunities to serve come up, rather than looking for somebody else to do it, you step up and step in and show Jesus. What if? See, He says, let your light shine before men. That's, that is a conscious choice, a command from the Lord Jesus Himself, let it shine. What if? You decided today there's no more hiding. I'm going to wear it on the outside for all the world to see. Because why is it that we let our light shine? Let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works. So that they may see your good works. Why? Now look, I know Jesus warned us, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. What Jesus is saying there, don't. Don't shine your light. Don't live so that others will see you. Just live for Jesus and know that when you live for Him, others will take note. You should not uh, be serving just to be seen, but you should serve knowing that people are watching you. Let your light shine. Why? So that those around you can see. What happens when those around you see? They... Give God all the glory. They give God all the glory. You think about this. How is it? How is it? Look, when somebody says to you, why are you doing this? Or why are you different? Or, or maybe, why, why would you be so kind? What if you stepped up and said, hey, let me tell you about Jesus in me. Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. You're, you're, you're not taking the, the glory for yourself. You're shining it on Him. When I was in seminary, we, uh, 
I, I worked for a professor and, and his evangelism class needed a, a project. And my church where I pastored sponsored that project. We, uh, we had a free car wash. Y'all know what a free car wash is? It's a free car wash. You put free on that sign, it ought to be free. Well, that's what we did. We set up at the church's kitchen. My wife and the kids came. Uh, some from our church came. But several from, from his, the professor and several from his class came. And we had a free car wash, pork chop. What does free mean? Free! No charge. So they'd pull in. They thought they were giving money to a youth group or church or some charity. They'd pull in. We'd wash their car. They might get out and talk to us. They might just sit in there. Um, we'd wash their car. Then all of a sudden, they'd, they'd, they'd pull out a 10, they'd pull out a 20, they'd pull out whatever they thought their car wash was worth, and they'd offer us money. And that's what we'd do. No, thank you. We're not taking any money today. And, and the question was this. Why? Why would you do that? That's what we said. Because Jesus loves you. Over the course of that day, the gospel was pre presented repetitively. Every person that came to that car wash heard the gospel. We were taking turns at one point before the class state. We were, we were, the professor would take turns, I would take a turn, and we were just going around. And, and when my turn came up, there was this big biker guy. I say big guy, he's probably about pork chop size. He's an older man. He had more hair than pork chop, long black hair, long beard. And I'll be honest with you, when he stepped out of that big truck, I was terrified. I thought, it's my turn. This guy's going to pull a gun on me. I began to share the gospel with him. He said, why are y'all doing this? Sir, can I tell you how much Jesus loves you? Shine the spotlight on Jesus. And he listened intently. And when we finished with the conversation, the man stood with me and he prayed to receive Christ as his Savior. I was so excited I didn't even get the guy's name. I, he went by Bear. That's all I know. We couldn't follow up with him. We let him go. But I know he heard the gospel that day. Why? Because a group of people were willing to give up their Saturday morning to give glory to the Lord through serving others. By letting their light Think about this. How is it they're going to glorify God? They're going to glorify God when they see Him at work in you. When they acknowledge Him in your life. When they believe on Him for themselves. When they begin to follow Him with their lives. And they begin to praise Him with their lips. They give glory to Him because the light shone in you shine to them so that they could see the way and trust Jesus. But think about it this way. Folks, if you don't believe Him, you won't follow Him. And if you don't follow Him, they won't see Him. And if they don't see Him, they won't believe Him. And if they don't believe Him, they can't know Him. And if they don't know Him, they won't love Him. And if they don't love Him, they will not glorify your His name. So, my challenge to you this morning is this. Turn the light on. 
stop hiding Jesus. 